Listen to something fresh. Listen to Salam Media. Welcome back to the special focus on Salam Media with myself, Sahid Jadwet. Now, in furthering this discussion around gender-based violence, we are speaking to Sister Labiba Latib, who was attacked on campus. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Labiba, and welcome to the show. Now, I believe you have been a survivor of gender-based violence, um, which is a harsh reality, unfortunately. So, do you mind sharing with us your experience in this regard? Sure, no problem. Um, I I don't typically, wouldn't really classify myself as a survivor of gender-based violence. Um, everybody has their own idea of what gender-based, gender-based violence might be. Um, I will, however, share an experience that I have had, which is something that is the reality in society today. So what happened was, um, when I was still a student studying at the University of Sudhwakistan, they, they were having protests regarding the fee increment, and it was uh, it was a feed month for protest at the time. And once the protest was done, and we are saying victory, and there was no fee increment, everything went back to normal. And there were a group of students who were very much against this. And because my mom and I um, live alone, and just the two of us, I didn't really have any other means to university besides with my mom. That would mean I would get to university at around 6 o'clock in the morning, between half 5 and 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I got to campus at that time, the one morning, um, there, were a group of, uh, there were a group of men who were still walking around with their sticks and their bricks and trying to just intimidate students and not let the academic program continue. And when they saw me, two of them from the group chased me. and. They were calling names and saying things, and I was, at the time, as I currently do, wear my scarf, and I was wearing my scarf at the time. And so they chased me, they managed to grab me by my scarf, and kind of pulled it off, pushed me to the ground, threw one or two punches. And in that moment, it's, it's a very scary reality of knowing what to do and what not to do. And thankfully, for some reason, I managed to react in a way that helped myself. And I, I, I did fight back, and I did manage to escape. I, so I hit, well, I floored both of them, threw a few punches myself, and then I ran to where I thought I could be safe, which was the LSD office at the time. Mm. Now, what are your thoughts on this matter in light of your experience? How has it changed you? Um... You know what? I, I do strongly believe that any and every experience you have in life, no matter how big or small or good or bad, does influence you. And mm-hmm. I do think that this has, has had a great role in shaping me into the person I am today. Um, it has made me stronger. It has made me realize that, you know what, you can build um, an image of what the world should be in your head. but. When reality happens and you face something like this here that you wouldn't want to face, it makes you realize that nothing is perfect and that you you can't you can't be living with this um, perception in your head that everything is going to be rosy all the time. You need to accept that you know what the world that we live in, the society that we currently live in, is not a a, a healthy or a safe one, and you need to find ways to accept that, deal with that and find ways to empower yourself in order to be able to live within that society. 
Mm. I know, um, as you've mentioned, you've not, you're not necessarily a victim of gender-based violence in particular. However, it is something of national um, debate at the moment, and it has gripped the country quite tight. So what do you think is fueling gender-based violence in particular in this country? I, you know, I do think it's very difficult to pinpoint it to one um, specific thing, or like, like make a list of things that, that are fueling gender-based violence. It, it's such a variety of factors, and it differs like, from person to person, it will differ. But I do think that one of the things that contributes to it is the lack of um, respect and understanding, not just to women and, and to, to the genders, but to everybody in general, you know? I, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do believe women are greater victims at times of, of, of rape and, and many other unspeakable things. But um, I think that one of the biggest causes is because people lack respect, people lack accountability. And because of that, it kind of allows the freedom for such things to happen because our country does not effectively combat gender-based violence crime. And so what are some of the proactive measures that women can take to combat GBV? Um, You are part of a martial arts and self-defense program for females. So how important is this for females in this day and age? I, I cannot emphasize enough how extremely important this is. So yes, you're right. I am part of um, a martial arts dojo. It's called SKR Martial Arts Dojo, and I can, without a doubt, guarantee and say that if it was not for my dojo and the training and the things that I learned, I would not have been able to escape that day. I would not have been able to fight back and find the courage to do something. And so I think it's extremely, extremely vital for women to find out about programs that are taking place and to please partake in them. Because knowing basic self-defense for yourself, even for men, is extremely important. Like I know we, my, my dojo, SKR Martial Arts Dojo, during the entire month of August, we ran a program every Saturday for four hours for free for all women to come through and learn basic self-defense in order to protect themselves, just knowing how to use your fingers, how to use your knees, how to use your elbows, how to use your basic things that you carry with you, like your car keys or your house keys, or how to use those little things in order to help yourself and protect yourself. And shortly after that, following the month of August, we held a program for all men every Saturday. Once again, it was for free, just to teach them about how to protect women in society, how to protect their own mothers and sisters and daughters and nieces and how to be good men in society as well. So I I think it's extremely important for women to go out there and find out about these programs because there are countless, there are countless, countless programs out there which are there to enable you and empower you to be stronger as a woman and know these things. You rather know it and not need it than need it and not have it. Now, in your opinion, has South African society as well as well, more broadly, the world, awoken to gender-based violence? Um, you know, I, 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 I'm more of a the glass is half full kind of person, so I would say we are finally waking up to this reality, but we are still in that process of waking up. Our, our, the entire world, not just our country, 
are not yet fully has not has not yet fully grasped the, the magnitude of of gender-based violence crimes. Because if we have, then a lot more drastic measures would be taken or put in place to combat such things. But I do think that we are finally waking up and realizing that okay, gender-based violence is a reality and it is out there. It is taking place. We cannot we cannot turn a blind eye to it any longer. Okay, glass half full for you. So, are you optimistic that we can achieve a violence-free society? Um, I, I would, I would like to say yes, but I also have to be realistic, you know. So, I, I would like to say yes because I do believe that we should always hope for the best and live for what is possible in the best of ways. But um, I, I think that it is possible. I do think anything is possible, but that doesn't mean it's something that is possible right now or can happen instantly. I am aware, to the, aware of the reality that it could take countless of years to finally get to such a point, and we could only get to such a point if the correct drastic measures are put in place. How, how far are we in terms of achieving that goal? Very far. I'll, I'll be very honest. My personal opinion, I do think we are very, very, very far away. There are a lot of things still to be done and needed to be done in order to get a, 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 just a few steps closer to that event. Because the reality is that, yes, we are aware that gender-based violence is real, but because it's, and until you go through a gender-based violence crime, you, you won't understand what that survivor and not every survivor is comfortable with coming out in the open and saying that, okay, this is what happened, this is what I went through, and this is how it shaped me or made me better or made me worse. So that should, that's the first starting point, is to create an environment safe enough for survivors to come through and be like, this is what happened to me. Your message for the perpetrators out there? My message for the perpetrators out there is that I, I hope and I pray that whatever it is that is going through your mind or making you think that this is okay, I really do wish that you heal and recover from that and that you wake up to the reality that this is not okay. What you do is not okay and it never will be okay. And I, I, I really wish for you to never experience it because you will never never understand what it's like until you do experience it. So rather than experience it, I hope and I pray that you realize that this is not this is not acceptable and that you do change and that you do stop. And just quickly, your parting shot for the victims out there and how can they get help? Um they've in order to be able to get help, I think the first step is you, you, you need to realize within yourself that you need the help. And honestly, I think if you just search on Google and find the countless of people who do offer a lot of different initiatives, and, and I'm not just referring to self defense, I'm even referring to there are many people out there who are offering the um, psychology services and all of those things also for free or even at a fee or whatever it is in order to help you process and like go like process whatever you have been through and then learn how to empower yourself and go further and heal so i'm i'm more than happy to pa- even pass out the details of my my dojo 
if people want to get into self-defense programs and learn how to make themselves stronger and empower themselves. Yeah, sure, you may give them, how could, how could they contact you? Sure, um, so the, my dojo is SPR Martial Arts um, Academy. We are based in Lanesia, that's our main branch, and we have a branch in Rabochem, Lanesia South, as well as Estonia. Uh, in order to join us, um, you are more than welcome to contact our head instructor. His name is Chian Abdullah Bayet. Uh, his number is 084-264-6753. I'll say that one more time. It's 084-264-6753. And I can promise you that once you, once you, once you contact him and you speak to him about whatever you feel comfortable speaking about, you find yourself in hopefully what I believe and what I personally have found to be a safe space to express how I feel and to learn how to uh, equip myself to face the realities of society today. 084-264-6753. Sister Labiba, Jazakallah so much for your time on Salaam Media. No problem. Jazakallah so much for having me and may you guys go from strength to strength for all the work that you guys do. That was Sister Labiba Latib who was sharing her experience of being attacked on campus. We leave the discussion here for now. However, the campaign does continue off air. Let's take a short break and when we get back, we move on. Stay tuned.